0: Finding your identity in service and after service. Guys, have you ever looked in the mirror and asked yourself, who is staring back at me? You know, we wear the uniform or we wore the uniform and we essentially had our identity assigned to us. And sometimes, despite that uniform, we still don't know who we are. Maybe you're not who you thought you would be. Maybe maybe you're not where you thought you would be by this time. You know, maybe there have been things That are incredibly, you've done incredibly impressive things, but you've also followed those by things you're far from proud of, which creates this internal conflict and leads to ask the question, who am I? I just want you guys to know you're not alone. Our guest today is going to help us unpack his journey to discovering who he is, despite being defined by the military and society of who he should have been or he should be. There was a struggle in this story, but there is also a victory in this story. Welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Our guest today led a dual life, and one where he battled with his dual identity. Gary Velo training in special operations is extensive. He retired uh, from 1st Special Forces Group out of Fort Lewis, Washington, 1999, at the rank of V-8 Master Sergeant. But what's interesting about that is he had no combat tours at that point. But then he became an activated retiree, Operation Enduring Freedom, Iraq. Called him out of retirement and back into service in the 1st Special Forces Group, 2008-2009. As he states, in the rear with no gear, still no combat tour. He finished 21 years of service in the United States Army, Operation Iraqi Freedom Veterans, six years as Special Forces Operation Sergeant, coordinating detachment. Eight years as Special Forces Medical Sergeant, specializing in combat trauma management. Six years as Special Forces Engineering uh, Sergeant, specializing in military explosives, field theater, construction, and fortifications. And then he became self-employed. If you should ever meet Gary in person, you'll find him to be kind, Focused, passionate, and incredibly transparent. But his biggest fight wasn't in theater. His biggest fight was with himself. And today he helps men and families win those battles. Gary, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you, Mr. Mike. Uh, thank you for the invite.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, when you and I first met, and I, and I really want our audience to get to know you, and we've got such a short period of time to do this, but you know, we before we dive into the topic of how you found your identity, I want you to share with our listeners your journey. Now, I know, it, it, it Gary, it expends 21 years, so you got to give us the clip notes on this, but, but I, I really want our audience to understand why you joined and what attracted you to special
1: operations. Um, you know, I mean, to be honest, you know, I mean, growing up, I grew up in Southern California, grew up in a family of six. Um really other than billy jack you know who i mean you know, badass and and you know but I, I really had no clue yeah i i know i know i know i wanted to be a man and a huge driving factor of that goal was my father you know my, my, my father was a hard man he was a hard working man a disciplinarian and a hard drinker hmm. um i can recall when i was like i believe 10 12 years old uh, i have two older brothers but i remember when my oldest brother Put his fist up to my father. And, uh, um, my father laughed at him. Oh, you think you're a man now? That day I purposed two things in my heart. One, I never want to raise my hands at my father. Two, I never want to call myself a man to be laughed at. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you know, with that, uh, um, you know, some of the things that my, my father told my brothers and I that you, you will never be a man in my house. You will never be a man in my house, and, and he says it's not until you pay for the food in your belly, the clothes on your back, and the shoes on your feet. And, and you know, for that, I thank my father. And then the other thing he said that um, join the military that'll make a man out of you. So <laughs> I joined the military, not knowing really knowing. I didn't, I didn't even know what airborne was, jumping out of airplanes. You know. And then mm-hmm. once I signed up, oh well, you know, I guess this is what I'll do. And so. That's a really short story of how I got into special operations.
0: No kidding. So it, you touch on something, Gary, that I want to unpack a little bit, uh, because there, there's a void, I think, in America that's going on right now, and that's father power and the influence of, of male figures in many uh, young men's lives. And you describe a father that was very hard. Uh, and when he said to you those words, you know, join the military, that'll make a man out of you, what what image did you have of a man? I mean, was it your father, or was it something different? Uh,
1: I mean, it, it was my father. My father was a, a physical man. Um, but, but then again, you know, I, I mean, in its in totality, um, I, I went to this program, Quest for Authentic Manhood. And in the program, the question is asked, what is a man? And, and you asked me what I thought a man was 50 years ago. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, today my definition has changed and changed drastically. And so, um, but my father was huge and, and I, I thanked my father and I told him that uh, prior to his passing that, you know, I thank you. It was my father who taught me how to shake a man's hand. It was my father that taught me when the going gets tough, the tough get going. It was my father that taught me the value of a hard day's work. It was my father that taught me patriotism to my country. It was my father that taught me Reverence for the Lord, different than my mother who taught me my faith.
0: Hmm. Wow. You you know, there's so much. There's so many angles we can take on this topic, and I, I just want to keep this going because you've got a special story, Gary, that I think will influence and impact you know listeners to the point where they they start to seek. You know, who do they need to have in their life to go ahead and help shape who they want to become? And I think that's so important. The military helped shape you. Your father obviously helped influence you. Your mother, too. And, you you know, you got you became part of special ops. You, you, You're, quote, uh, you know, in the rear with no, you know, in the rear with a gear, still no combat tour. Um, but when you and I met, you talked about this dual life that you led. Yeah, yeah. Uh, share what you meant by that, because I know in the military, sometimes we have to be one person forward-facing and we're a different person behind closed right. doors. But what, did, what does that mean to you?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think deep down, every guy in special ops questions his status as a man, as an elite warrior. I mean, personally, I think you could take any individual who is confident in his skill. You know, a a pro athlete, a a tradesman who's at the top of his craft, a a doctor, an engineer, and you move them outside their comfort zone, and then add a little instructor heat, and there's a lot that will fold. Mm. You know, and and as to the dual life, you know, I I don't know when, where, how, or who, but somebody in special operations, some guy set the bar of manliness, and, and and you either operate above the bar. And you get a beer and a slap on the back and you know welcome to the club, and you operate below the bar, and you're laughed at, you're shunned, you're you're not part of the the manly club. So in the military, you know me and I know a lot of guys. You know you, you learn to put on this facade of of confidence and you know you add a swagger to your walk and, but, but deep down, you're barely surviving, hoping no one will discover your weakness. And, and so. um and and, and and because of that that, that manliness that you know it, it, that you have to try and build up, I mean it it, it comes at a price and, and it's almost like you have to feed it daily, either through you know, some sort of physical performance, drinking or or womanizing, and it's usually a combination of all of the above yeah and um and and, and, and that takes its toll on the family in one form or another.
0: So were you trying to fill kind of this hole in your soul through this experience, Gary? I mean, you know, when, when somebody says special ops, you know, that the world, you know, salutes you, right? Because you are really the tip of the spear. You're doing things that most don't um, and most who are even in the military don't. And so you really are the tip of the spear. You are the epitome of manhood. You are the epitome of a warrior and yet you're describing still this hole in your soul that's being filled by, you know, alcohol, women, uh, physical, you know, exercise. Wellness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't know who set that bar. And, and yet, you know, you're, you're always, it's like you always have to feed it. You always have to perform. And it's, you know, and, and it's just, um, you know, opposite of 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 where what drives me now, because for me the military does not define me as a man. And, and, and yet back then, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, again the life that that you know when we'd go T D Y and you know goes T D Y stays T D Y, and uh, um, you just learn to live this dual life. I mean, I could look at my wife. I could come home after a deployment. And, you know, I could look at my wife and, and just lie, straight lie. You know, it, it, and you know, and and again, you know, it was just you know, you know, it helped the you know, feed that that what I thought was a man, and, and you know, the the wife, the family, they don't understand, and, and and yet, you know, as I've come to learn now, that you know, no, it doesn't have to be that way, and, and I know, and I, I mean, I've, I've lived it that uh, um, it comes at a price, your family. Does suffer, and you know, and I look at you know, you know what, you know what, what did you know, what me going overseas and and living that dual life and drinking, womanizing, and what does that really have to do with you know my family? And yet, you know, there were areas, you know, just the thought that came, you know, it's kind of like the you know biblical characters David and Bathsheba, Ammon and Tamar. What if what if both those women were seduced in the same way. You know, it is. It talks about Ammon being stronger than Tamar, but yet, what? If, I mean, strength—that's a given. But what if he was stronger in wooing? And and, and I tell you, that's one thing we learn to do, and we learn to woo people. And, and and yet, you know, when I come home, there were aspects of where I needed to discipline, especially my son. And yet, I did not. And down the road, you know, I don't believe in generational curses, but I do believe in generational habits. And, and, and I get to see it and it just, it hurts. I have a good friend who we serve in the military. His son's a heroin addict. Mm.
0: And,
1: and, and yet, you know, I'm helping him. I'm helping his son because, you know, these, we invest so much into this military lifestyle and 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 i i mean it, it's one thing to 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 serve our country in in uh, to protect our country and and yet it's the after after activities that we engage in that do affect our families
0: yeah you know you're describing that there you know there is a price to be paid for freedom and it's not always the ultimate sacrifice, which is you know death, but there are other sacrifices that are made, which is very difficult. And I'm sure some of our listeners are are, are going to be impacted by this uh, because they're living it or they know people who have lived it. Uh, and you know, Gary, there might be some that you know you and I would probably say won't accept your story because. You know we're violating the code, right? We're sharing things that should never right. be shared. Uh, exactly. That you know, no, that doesn't in fact happen. And you know, Gary, you just, you know, you got to embrace the suck, and it's it's part of the, you know, it's part of the, it's, it's part of the drill. You just, you know, we don't talk about it. But what happens, you know, stays stays behind closed doors. But I, right. I, I think the victory of your story is. You worked through this dual life. I mean, you, you struggled through it. Your wife struggled through it. Your family struggled through it. But you got to the point. How, how did you break these chains of this dual identity and discover who you really are?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I can, I, I can honestly say that. I mean, it. I, I know I can not and I, I don't think I know anyone who can, at least not on their own mm. or their own power. I mean, yeah. for me. You know, it, it was a prop a process a process that you know my Lord and Savior God took me through, and and and, and for the most part, you know it takes me back to the start. And I mean, and, and I have these these reoccurring thought thingies that go through my head that take me back to when I was a a youngster, and, and 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 I could see the little things that that really kind of you know, for lack of better words, wounded my heart, and you know, and and you know, you you you, you try and uh, um, you don't want anyone to see those things or, you know, those wounds. And, and and yet, you know, again, so often in living in life, you know, they pop up. But for me, it was just, um, I think that uh, um, fully as the Lord worked on my heart, and it, and it, again, it, it just, it's painful. Yeah. It's painful. And, so it's and, a journey. Um, yeah. It, it, it was a journey back and basically. It's almost like the Lord stripping away all those things that I thought were manliness, and that that was so neat. In going through the Quest for Authentic Manhood series, uh, which is uh, by a Robert Louis um, I could see my grandfather with my father, I could see my father with me, me with my son, and 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 yet, as you know, as we start to strip away those things that. Uh, um, that I thought were important, and 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 especially you know in the military, starting to strip away those things, and and that I I, I believe that you know, I remember my brother, um, and I he hears the Lord in a different way than I do, but I remember my brother telling, um, asking the Lord, what are you doing with me? Hmm. And the answer to my that he gave my brother was, I want to introduce you to someone you don't know. But it's who you are, who God made you to be. It's it's the foundation of a man that He built before we yeah. were born. And, and so, um, going through that process, and it was just little by little. Sometimes, I mean, it, it sometimes it hurts way more than others, uh, and, and you know, just uh, reconciling the past.
0: You know, Gary, you're talking about that age old question of, you know, essentially how I started this was, you know, have you ever looked in the mirror, right? And asked who is looking back at me, right? That, that, that process that we go through as men and women, uh, of understanding why do we even exist, right? What's our purpose here on this earth? Cause you and I both know that we, we are on this earth to serve a purpose, right? We're just not here out of, you know, out of accident, uh, right? right. And, and so that quest, and you talk about something. Uh, you you talk about this quest for authentic manhood. Uh, this series, it, would you recommend that that's something that everybody should go through? Every man that is seeking,
1: um, you know, there's parts of that program that are that may be considered a little cheesy. Yeah, but in general, you know, any one of those programs, uh, um. You know, there, there's several programs. There's uh, um, uh, the, the the King Warrior, um, Servant Lover series, and 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 I think any of those programs that you know, the Lord's going to start a process, and, and it and and um, you know, your process is different than my process is different than you know another individual process, and, and so I I just think getting into the pro getting into some program, and the Lord's going to start to impact. And, um, you know, it is, go
0: ahead. Yeah, what if you don't believe in the Lord? Like, you know, I mean, I know you know you have brothers and sisters like, listen, you know what? I gave up on God when I saw the things I saw or did the things I did. Is it still applicable to them n- knowing that, you know, God can work on their hearts no matter where they go or what they do, right? right. But if if I were... Not a believer, is this still something that I should take on
1: um i, I yeah I, I would i would highly uh, um, i'd highly advise it because again what if what if i mean for me, I know the picture I had of a man yeah,'m not right yeah you know, and, and so so what if you know whoever's out there What 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 if what if your concept what if your thought process of what a man is is wrong, yeah. you know. And, and 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 I used to think that that um, that you know the, you know I mean if you, if you're afraid of God or well he wants to change you know he wants to you know totally free of change no I mean I for me what I've deduced is I really feel the number one thing the number one thing that the Lord wants to change in me he doesn't want to change my character he put that into me he doesn't want to change yeah. my my personality that that's that's unique. And yet, the one thing that I think the Lord does want to change in my life is my concept of love, mm. because it, it is in, it is in that concept of love that I, I can you know uh, you know again going back to that king warrior servant lover you know we all want to be a, a, a you know the, the status of a king to be recognized as as you know as, you know being elevated, yeah. and of course for us who so are in the military to be a warrior to be that 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 gallant warrior. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, some may not understand what it means to be a servant, but in and, and being a servant, there's so much joy. I mean, to be somebody's right hand man and, and to know that that, 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 you know, that supervisor, that commander, whatever it is, who looks on you and, and just like with the eyes of that, you know, I couldn't do this without you, my yeah. right hand man. You are the man. And, and 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 so you know this this is what these programs help to unpack and and then on the other side is lover you know what does it really what does it really mean to love and and mm-hmm. um, my world has been you know on these concepts has been turned upside down.
0: You know this is such a journey and and you know you're still and I to your point you're still working through the process of and I think yeah. in many ways all of us. Yeah. You know, struggle with this dual life, even those that, you know, seem like they have it all together. There's still that inner, that inner voice that is making us question. Uh, what, what is that one piece of advice you would give anyone who is transitioning or who has transitioned, uh, that would aid them in discovering their post-service identity?
1: I, I, I just, I say number one, realize that it's going to be painful, you know, but, but, but don't, don't, don't be so quick to run for the anesthetic. Don't mm-hmm. run away. Don't, don't, don't try to put yourself in a new situation. It will follow. It will follow. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for me, for me, I, I got to a point where I stopped asking why, you know, and, and for me, it's asking the Lord, why, why? And, 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 and it's not so much asking why. Okay. What? Yeah. What is it you want me to learn? you know because and,
0: and 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 and
1: sometimes it's it's just i mean i don't claim to hear the audible voice of the almighty but there's times where i just feel him telling my heart and my conscience shut up suck it up be a man and love love your wife love your family you know do the right things you know mm-hmm. and, and and as far as you know um i, I think one of the things that Help me, and you know the process that I went through is, is is going back and embarking on your mistakes. I mean, you know, why do we? You know, success is not always a, a good teacher. I mean, you know, I put that. You know, I, I I served one year as a team sergeant. I mean, that's the ultimate position in special operations or special forces. Yeah, I, I mean, if, for, for, if, 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 as I like to say, you know tell individuals, if, if you look up what a bad if you look up in the dictionary, bad team sergeant, my picture's right there. Because I failed, and I failed miserably.
0: But and, you learned from it, failures, right? There was no question
1: for you know, those. Well, well, the thing about it is that after that one year, i tell you one thing I did do. I was able to call up five of my old team sergeants, and I apologized to them. Mm. I said, you know, I am so sorry. I never realized what a boob I was until I had people like me <laughs> that, I to, that I had to supervise, <laughs> that I had to lead, you know, and... And and, you know, and and it's no—I mean—in Ranger School, when I went to Ranger School, uh, you know, there's 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 a peer peer reporting system. I mean, you can you can pass all your 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 graded exercises, but you know, by same same token, if your classmates say you're a dud, you you're out of there. Yeah. When I went to when I went to Ranger School, the first two peer reports, I had the second highest peer report, and the third peer report, technically, I got I got peered out. Wow. But the instructors look at it, and they said that, no, 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 something's not right. And, and I'll tell you what happened. What happened, the first two peer reports, I was helping everybody and their brother pass their patrols. But when it came time for me to lead, I did trust my point, man. I did trust my compass, man. I did trust this. I didn't trust that. I tried to do it all, and I failed miserably. Mm. And, and I'm so thankful for that. You know, there's this other guy, this pastor that I love listening to, uh, um, and, and uh, you know, he's a big guy, you know, and he talks about, you know, do you have hurt? Do you have pain? Have you done things that have hurt you so great? Good. Good, he says. Because, you know, Noah, Abraham, Moses, King David, Elijah, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, what a boob. Yeah. And yet it was those things that helped to shape them. You know, and, and it's just you know, it's almost a thing that no pain, no gain, and it's true of the body, and it's true of the heart.
0: Yeah, Gary, I think that's a great way to end this. You know, you, I think you're providing hope for people that will be listening to this, uh, in the sense to know that uh, as long as we fail forward, and that's really what you're talking about, and understanding yeah. that you yeah. don't ever arrive, that it is a journey that. You might struggle with this duality in your life, but the key to still that. still
1: struggle.
0: Yeah. It's still struggling, but there's a like having that brotherhood, having that battle buddy, having people that you can fellowship yes. with turn to, yes. so important. So, Gary, we got to wrap yeah. up the show. But I, I, how do people get a hold of you if, if uh, they want to reach you? Do you have a Twitter feed? Do you have, uh, you know, Facebook? How do people okay, reach
1: you? I, I- Okay, I do have a Facebook. I think it's Gary Villanova or it might be Gary V. I am in LinkedIn. And, uh, but my, my, my email that, uh, that anybody can reach out to me is GaryV00, that's Gary V00. That's G-A-R-Y-V as in Victor. 00 at Hotmail.com. And, uh, um I'm also, I'm in the, uh, I'm in from, I'm from Washington State in the Olympia area. I also do this thing that I call B and B, Bible and a beverage. So if uh, anyone is in this region area, and would love to just, you know, they're just looking for a, a non-conflicting, non, you know, place just to meet up. I mean, I love having a beverage and uh, um, and then just uh, um, uh, um, sharing some That's of the trials and tribulations that I've gone through. And, uh, great. Um, uh, yeah there's one one last thing that I'd like to shout out to you know to my my u s army special forces um brethren that um remembers the motto to our unit which which i believe was set before we were born, and that is de oppresso liber free the oppress we did it in training we did it in combat, and I believe that that extends to this life in which we are to reach out and help other brethren and uh um to, to stay strong in the Lord and, and and to be the man that God has built has, God has those foundations that God has set and to move forward from there
0: that's awesome Gary thank you so much for being on the show
1: alright thank you Gary um, Crazy out <laughs>